1: Welcome to the KSL Teen Talk Show. I'm your host, Jocelyn Osmond, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Beeson. What's up, Andy? Give a shout out to your school.
2: Hello, American Fork Cavemen. I'm so happy to represent the amazing home of the cavemen.
1: I'm also here with the amazing Rhonda Bronley.
3: Hi, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. She is a former Lone Peak High School principal. And
3: Rhonda, what are you doing now? Well, I have been working with Alpine School District, which you are both students in, so very proud of that. And I've been an assistant superintendent, and I'm in the process of transitioning to a state position as the executive director over what's called the Utah Association of Secondary School Principals. So I get to work with all of the assistant principals of the middle schools and junior highs and high schools, as well as all the principals from all over the state. So I'm excited. It'll be a a great opportunity.
1: Rhonda's incredible. She is literally Wonder Woman. Um, Utah has more kids than any other state in the country, and I believe it's about time we had a voice. On this KSL Teen Talk Show, we interview community leaders and teenagers and discuss topics affecting teens, including social media, peer pressure, extracurricular activities, drugs, and so much more. Okay, let's talk. As we know, COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us globally, but today we'll be specifically focusing on how the pandemic affected us teenagers here in Utah. A lot of grandparents and parents don't know what it was like being a teenager during this COVID-19 pandemic. Andy, can you describe what it was like being a teenager living through the pandemic?
2: I was a sophomore at the time, yeah. and it was about March, and I just remember hearing all over the news about this COVID-19 stuff. I'm like, "What in what is this? Yeah. And me and a couple of my friends were just like, well, it's not going to be a big deal. And then it was a big deal, and we had a quarantine. And I just remember March was I, I know this is about for everyone else. March was the longest month of 2020. It was. And I just remember kind of feeling a little bit isolated, but the truth of the matter is, I know that I wasn't alone with the isolation. I had my family with me as right. well. and But I knew that all my other friends as well were going through the isolation process as well. And I just remember knowing that one day, that this will all come to a close, hopefully. <laughs> and I know that like as of now, the mask mandate is over. But I just remember feeling a sense of like, wow, this is life right now. And I can't believe that my life has gone to this point of, I I wouldn't call it excitement, but just like a different turn, you know? It was was very interesting to me to see where my life was going to take me after this point.
1: Rhonda, what was it like for you working at the Alpine School District as an administrator during this time?
3: Well, obviously my stewardship is um, education of students and that includes a lot of different things. You know, there was the safety factor Um, That certainly was a top priority, but then also under the circumstances, how can we continue to make sure that the students are educated? Because that's our responsibility and that's our job. And um, like Andy said, I love how he put it, March was a crazy time for all of us. And, you know, students were told one day to go home and then we're told, "Okay, now you can't come back. And okay, so there was just some frantic conversations and discussions about okay, how long is this going to last? Is this a, is this really a two week thing? Is this going to be till the end of the school year? Is it going to be longer? So there were a lot of conversations um, with different stakeholders. Um, Andy knows as well as anyone. He has a, a dad that's a teacher and a mom that's a school board member. And so I'm sure in their home they had lots of conversations about, you know, how can we keep our family safe? And what can we do in the school setting to, again, make sure that education still happens with the students? And so there was lots of... Um, frantic learning on the part of teachers who did a fantastic job the teachers in the state have just done an amazing job they had to learn a lot of new things um, about how to educate online some of them had done it some of them had never done it before but when you're doing things online you know how can you connect with how can you still connect with the students when you're seeing students every single day it's a lot easier to connect than it is when you're online and some of them don't have their cameras on and some don't even come on you know and and so our teachers did a fantastic job but there there was it was a stressful time for everyone and luckily we have a great team and great leaders in the state of Utah great leaders in Alpine School District that were giving us some good direction about what direction can we give the teachers and how can we help because you know, our our ultimate goal was we got to continue educating the students.
1: Yeah, and I I agree that it really was a terrifying time for all of us. I think we were all kind of left in the dark. Um, like most teenagers, I had braces during this time, and we all know how lovely those are, right? But <laughs> it
3: was a great time to oh, have it was braces. Great. It was awesome. You were all covered up. I know, yeah.
1: lucky me, we had to wear masks and so a lot of people didn't even know I had braces.
2: I'm so grateful I got mine off in January. Oh my gosh, be too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Um going through this time was really hard, especially with the mask. Like I had a hard time studying and concentrating and I struggled because I take my education and grades very seriously. And a lot of times, I couldn't even hear my teachers or my peers. And so during this time, I noticed how much I relied on lip reading and facial expressions because it really did get the point across of each lesson. I'm sure, Andy, you could vouch for this, that it really was hard to hear our teachers.
2: Here's the thing. So I had a few teachers, like, personally, that, like, I could not hear a thing they were saying before the masks. Right. They would would just (laughs) mumble themselves, and I'm like the only chance I had was reading their lips and trying to get the most out of it. But as soon as the masks came into the play, I was like, uh... Oh, boy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I just... I tried my best to understand what was going on. Thankfully, I passed junior year, thankfully. <laughs> and I... But I just remember, it was very interesting to see how this year was going to turn out with all the masks. And I remember seeing... uh like, teachers, like, they would not leave. Like, I would only see them with their masks, and I wouldn't even know what they look like at all. And it was just – it was crazy to me to think that this – the whole mask mandate thing has gotten so far to the point where we don't even recognize anyone. Like, I, no one would have known if you had had braces or not. Like, I'm, I'm just saying – point being, it's kind of sad to me that – we don't get to see anyone's faces. At least for my junior, we didn't get to see anyone's faces. And I'm assuming with teachers, like for, for example, my dad being a teacher, he didn't like, he's like, wait, that's what you look like. Kind of. Right. And it was just, you You miss seeing people's faces. It's human nature. You got to like actually get to see people's faces and it's harder to learn, interact and learn and go through this whole process of like getting education into your head if you can't really get the physical appearance of getting it. You know what I mean?
1: Right, yeah. And especially as a teenager, I think a lot of us have a hard time communicating as it is. And I think adding that factor of, I can't even hear you, is... Really, really hard, and mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, well, I can't even hear what you just said, but I'll just laugh, right?" Yeah,
2: yeah you just like you laugh long and then you're like, "I feel bad. I I'm didn't a hear. <laughs> I didn't hear a <laughs> single thing you just said, <laughs> right?" Yeah,
1: right. Rhonda, how did the pandemic affect teenagers in our school district? I know you saw it firsthand.
3: Yeah, I did, and I love the comments that you guys have said. You know, clear back in March of 2020, when schools were shut down, as we were working. Um, together, our goal was to get students back in school. And so what do we need to do to get students back in school, but also to make sure that they're safe in school? So in working with the health departments, both in the counties and at the state level, and also our state leaders and our local leaders... Um, You know, if you guys will remember right clear back in March, you know, when they shut down activities, they shut down, you know, you couldn't have the choir competitions or baseball games or, you know, those types of things. And so many people were saying, we'll do anything like what can we do so that we can continue to participate in this activity? And, you know, when they came out with, "Okay, here's what you can do. You need to wear masks. And needed to stay as socially distanced as possible, and things like that. Well, besides just not seeing each other, that affects your connection with each other. I mean, when you've got masks on and you're being shuffled from one place to another, and you can't congregate, and you, it's it's hard to even get to know each other. It's it's hard to talk to people, and you know those kinds of. That's such an important part of our secondary schools. It's such an important part of being a teenager is connecting with other people. And so, you know, that feeling of social isolation was a real concern of ours as educational leaders of how can we help our students still connect when they're just being shuffled into class and don't stand together and don't talk to each other and then shuffled right back out. You know, that was a real concern. So I think going into this next school year, that needs to be a focus of you guys as students and of us as educational leaders of of that reconnection and that feeling of helping students feel and and adults feel like school is a safe place to be that was a scary thing for all of us when we left school and then we're told you can't come back it's not safe okay, now you can come back as long as you're wearing masks and as long as you're social distancing. And then the very end of school, okay, now you don't have to wear masks. It's There's some emotion that everybody's still feeling. So it'll be an interesting first day of school when everybody comes back and it's like, okay, is this is this over? Is this over or not over? Or Are we going to be told to go home again? And are we going to be told we have to wear masks again? So just that reassurance that really we're all going to have to work together to help each other get through that.
1: I love that. We're here talking with Rhonda Bronley and Andy Beeson, and stay tuned, we'll be talking more about the challenges that teenagers face during the pandemic.
0: You joined the Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome on back to the KSL Teen Talk Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jocelyn Osmond, and I'm here with my co-host Andy Beeson and the amazing Rhonda Bronley. This segment, we'll be talking about the social challenges that teenagers experienced because of the pandemic. And if you're just tuning in, last segment, we discussed the daily challenges that we faced during the COVID-19 pandemic. Andy, what did you feel like was the hardest part about not being able to have social life during the pandemic?
2: Hardest part, in my opinion was uh dealing with my no I'm kidding. No, I'm not gonna say dealing with my family because
1: <laughs> she's right the here. Yeah. We can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> the mom's over your like uh, you
2: I love you, mom and dad. Just please remember that. Uh I would probably like I uh, there's just some really dear close friends of mine uh that at the time and they were always there for me at the time being like in February and January and they helped me go through Uh, times before, like in December, I was in the hospital for a week. I was in the ICU for, I had almost had kidney failure at the time. And so they were there for me and it was, it was really good to have them with me. So when COVID, I'm like, uh, they're not here. Um, well, I got my sister, I guess. I mean, I could talk to her, but it was just really hard to not like be with the people you love engaged and being so happy with them because you can't see them. You can't. And I really, I just really missed those close friends of mine. They really helped me. And, but time being, finally, I got to see him again. We hung out again, but it was just, it was that two months, that time period where I just kind of like, Oh, I got to accept that. I mean, I w- probably won't see him for a while. And that was probably the hardest part for me. Just not like accepting the fact that I probably won't see him. For a bit.
1: Right. And you miss them.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think being a teenager that lived through the pandemic was hard. I think mm-hmm. that teenagers have a hard time communicating to our peers as it is, whether it's trying to fit in or just not connecting with those teenagers and what they're going through. And being quarantined made all of us have an even t- harder time communicating to each other. I remember feeling lonelier than I ever had. I miss my friends. I miss being social like you did, Andy. Mm-hmm. And giving them hugs, and showing them that I loved them, and I just yearned for any type of quality time in person. Mm -hmm. I also remember when we came back to school how awkward some of the interactions that I saw and experienced were. Um, It's like we were away from each other for so long that we didn't know how to have a basic conversation with someone outside of our families. But on a positive note, through the quarantine, I learned that the most important time that I had was to myself. I think as teenagers, we naturally have a yearning to be social and hang out with others and try to fit in but I think we put this bad stigma on spending time alone and how it makes you uncool if you're not always hanging out with your friends and through that time I was able to understand myself a little bit more in what I like to do and what I like to do in my free time and my habits and I had a better understanding of who I was and appreciation for my friendships and all that I was able to do in my life before the pandemic and I think when we go back to school we'll all actually be excited for the first time as teenagers to go to school and see people and go to our classes and see our teachers. And maybe I'll be happy doing my homework. That would be profound. (laughs) Um, Rhonda, you oversee 59 elementary schools, 13 junior high schools, 10 high schools, eight special purpose schools, servably over 78,000 students, making Alpine School District the largest school district in all of Utah. What did you see was the biggest challenge in teens socially because of the pandemic?
3: Well, obviously, um, we have never lived through a pandemic either. You know, as adults, we want to feel like we can help you and we know what to do to help you fix it and things like that. As, as parents and as educational leaders, we were learning as we were going as well about what, what can we do to help? What do we need to do here? Uh, we were really grateful that state officials, Under certain guidelines, we're allowing students to participate in things this last year. Um, But, you know, we had to go through some pretty strict things. Everyone had to be tested, and that took a lot of time and a lot of resources. But again, with that feeling of, What do we need to do to allow this to happen? We were grateful to, we were saying, okay, we'll do this if this is going to allow them to be able to participate. You know, even in the springtime, I really, I personally appreciate Dr. Richard Saunders and I personally worked with him and our school board and other district leaders to say, what can we do for these year-end activities for the kids and allowing allowing us to have proms at our school? That was a big deal and other year-end activities so that you guys can end things on a pause note going into the summer and going into next year, which hopefully is going to look very different than this last year did.
2: I want to add a quick side note to what Rhonda said. She is right saying we are like, this is the first time we've ever experienced anything like out of the ordinary. Like this isn't, it wasn't a war. It wasn't a financial crisis, but we had to obey laws and boundaries by staying home and not interacting with anyone. And that is Something we would not even think of, but it was just, none of us have, no one warned us. No one prepared for us. It's totally new. It was completely new. But the fact that we all went through it together, not just one person, all of us went through it together. That's the part that is really like, it's amazing to think that there's not really a single person in this world that has not been affected by covid Whatsoever,
3: it's kind I agree. of unifying a little yeah. bit for That's, all of us. Yes,
2: agreed. Because mm-hmm. I remember with like this school year, I remember like meeting new friends and getting to know them a lot better. And they were like, they were so, they were much more happy to see me because like they can't take anything for granted anymore. Because I remember the seniors that graduated in the class of twenty twenty, and they that it broke some of their hearts. It did, and I just remember I have to have the mindset like you. Can't take things for granted because you never know what the world can throw at you. And we just have to always be prepared for whatever may happen in our life. And that was definitely one of the big bumps of unexpectedness in our life.
3: I'm going to just add to what Andy said, if you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting um to combine what the two of you just said. We we actually did a survey with all of our secondary students as we were trying to figure out what what would the best – um, way to have school and how much time do we need. We had a unique school schedule in Alpine School District where Wednesdays were distance learning days. And as we surveyed students, secondary students, so these are teenagers, these are your guys' age, it was interesting the results that came back. Students were saying, we want to be in school. We need to be in school. Now, if we would have done a survey two years ago and said, hey, would you guys rather just stay home and do school from home Teenagers would be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. School from home and I don't have to go to school. But it it took losing that opportunity, like Andy just said, to realize, no, I need to be at school and I need to be with other people and I'll be more successful. So that was interesting, the survey results.
1: Yeah, and I think this whole pandemic really did give us a different way of perceiving life as teenagers. It caused us to grow up a little bit quicker and it caused us to have a better perspective on what we were missing out on and how lucky we really did have it before everything was taken away from us and we're stuck in our homes, right? We missed our friends. We missed going out. We missed going to these basketball games that you guys have talked about. And we missed going to these choir concerts and just, we missed graduation, some of them. But I believe that through it all, we really did have a better perspective on life. And I think through hard times, us teenagers have learned how to be resilient and i have learned to be grateful for what we have. Coming up on the Teen Talk Show, we will be talking about how we can help us teens stay connected, confident, and safe. Stay tuned.
0: It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome on back to the Teen Talk Show. I'm your host Jocelyn Osmond, and I'm here with my co-host Andy Beeson and the amazing Rhonda Bronley. This segment we'll be talking about how we can help keep us teens feeling connected, confident, and safe. Rhonda, as we've been talking about connection among us teens, it's declined over the COVID nineteen pandemic. How can teenagers and parents help all of us feel more connected to each other?
3: Well, to be honest with you, Jocelyn, I would love to hear your perspectives on that. Again, you guys are the ones that we're concerned about. This idea of feeling safe, connected, and confident isn't just something for teenagers. It's for all of us. We're all going to be more successful if we can fill those three things. And you've experienced having no connection, You were connected with people at home. You stayed connected through your phones, I'm sure, with friends and social media and things like that. But it was that personal connection. And so is just going back to school going to get that back for you? Or do you guys feel like there needs to be more, more than just, oh, yay, we're back in school and we don't have masks on now? Or is there some things that you guys feel like as students you can be proactive on in helping to connect to each other?
2: at my school, American Fork High School. I am a StuCo member, student council member, uh cabinet member, and this year, like my junior year with COVID, was it was basically having your legs tied and your arms tied behind your back and just seeing what you can do. And I remember we had like we had to try to set up this it was like oh no, we can't do that because of COVID or regulations or whatever. But I remember there are things we pulled off that I did not think there was no we Didn't have a chance of pulling off. Uh, One of them is we had a corn bellies night at corn (laughs) bellies, obviously. And uh, another one was we got two dances by the end of the year. We got Morp and prom and those were two major successes. Really? They were. And so the fact that we can like, we have to be very creative of what we had to do in the school year. I think it really, really, really bonded other students Uh, It didn't matter what kind of person you were like, oh, no, I'm a band kid. I'm a popular kid. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter because literally you're all going through the same thing. And I I, like I saw people like, oh, you guys are talking. Awesome. And I was just observing at the dances like if who was interacting with everyone. I saw a lot of the people were interacting with each other. And I thought that was such an amazing experience to have. With Especially with all this going on. So I believe that with this next year coming up, it's going to be like, oh, I'm with people and I should be thankful that I'm with them now instead of being on a Zoom call with them.
3: Good. And not just being with people, but acknowledging them, talking to them. We talked earlier in the segment about, you know, forgetting what people's smiles were like and who has braces and who doesn't have braces. But just being able to smile at each other and talk to each other is something that, again, you lost. So you know how important that is. That's a great way to connect. Right. And have
1: those crucial social conversations that every teen should be having. Mm Because I think even in those awkward silences, we do learn how to be a normal person and how to function in society. And I think during the COVID pandemic, like teenagers like Andy and I had spent so much time on social media and the Internet. And I've heard it said before that giving your child access to the Internet is like sending a toddler to cross a busy freeway by themselves. Now that it's over, I can look back and realize how dangerous, how much screen time that took place during the quarantine. And I'm sure you might be wondering, what do I do to keep my teenager safe? And I'm sure tons of parents have that question. Maybe add some filters. Maybe you could have the password to your child's social media account. And maybe the answer might be neither of those, but I do advise you to respectfully sit down with your teen and discuss Internet safety with them as well.
3: Yeah that word safety can mean so many different things. You talk about physical safety, which we've talked about earlier. Um you know, am I sa- do I feel safe here physically? Am I safe sitting here in this class? Right. But then there's also that emotional safety as well. Am I safe to to speak up and to say what I think about something. Or am I safe with what I'm wearing to school today? Or do I feel like others are going to make fun of me? Or I mean, that word safety can mean so many different things. But it is important. All of us need to feel safe in order for us to, to be successful and to achieve things. Lots of different ways to get there.
1: And I agree 100%. I think us teenagers need those opportunities to do extracurricular activities and be social. Because I believe that... In order to have self-esteem, you need to do esteemable things. And so I'm sure being quarantined during the pandemic really took a plummet on these kids' mental health. Andy, as a teenager who lived and adapted in the life of the pandemic, what advice would you give to those listening to become more confident in social settings after this time in isolation?
2: My advice, personally, you went through covid you can go through basically anything else. If you can go through that mental state of being isolated for a long period of time, you can do it. You really can. Because if you are alone in your thoughts for too long, it can be a scary place to be. And you just kind of feel like, Oh my gosh, like I kind of feel alone and isolated. That isn't true. It isn't. If you can go through that, you can endure other things in the world. And I guarantee you right now that getting through COVID, like you said, safety is an important thing. But again, I have to remember, if we get if there's just safety and they feel in their safe space, that's good. But will they grow from it progressively higher than just being safety? If we stretch them a bit, like COVID did with everyone in this world did, I believe that's like oh it's kind of a wake up call like i need to do this and so i personally believe if you went through covid in that mental state you can do it
3: we have a lot of things a lot of resources at the school level um all over the state and i'm so grateful for that that you know as adults like i said we want to be able to fix things for you guys, but we're not all professionals and we don't all know what to do in certain circumstances. And I'm really grateful that statewide We're starting to provide more service providers for students and for adults when it comes to, you know, counselors or psychologists or social workers, you know, things like that. And I feel like it needs to be okay for all of us if if we need to talk to someone or if we're feeling depressed or, you know, we've been affected by that social isolation. Maybe we're feeling anxious. That, that stigma of, oh no, I can't go talk to a psychologist. People will think that I'm weird. That needs to go away. It needs to be okay. And of course, as educators, we're always going to work through your parents. We always want to be partners with your parents. And here's some resources. How can we help? We've got those. But I think in addition to you guys helping each other, there's a lot of great people in the school system, including your teachers and administrators, but also some service providers that can just help you talk through things and maybe give you some strategies if you start feeling some of those feelings.
1: I agree 100%, and I'm really grateful for that for this upcoming school year. I think teenagers are realizing that they can talk to adults and that it's okay to talk about our feelings, especially after being so alone for this super long period of time that I think talking about what we went through and not just bottling up inside and just being like, "Hey, well, my parents don't understand. I can only talk to my friends through my phone. And having this upcoming year being like, hey, I can talk to this this person in the hall and I can talk to this amazing counselor down the hall and I could talk to my parent." I think just teaching your kid and letting your kid realize that there's safe spaces all around them is really important.
2: I like that. I really do. I like that a lot. And just uh, like a quick side note to that. With you saying like, oh yeah, I can talk to this person in the hall or I can talk to that counselor. You gotta like really understand like Teachers and, like, the faculty there, they are there for the students. They really are. If you, like, look at it, like, they are there to teach and help students. And just if you have a problem with them and if you trust them, go talk to them. Do it. It's There's nothing wrong with it. There really isn't. And I just think it is amazing to think that after finally with this whole year with wearing masks, we'll finally see how this year will play out with everyone with their mental health maybe it'll just spike up like oh my gosh i'm back or it could just be like wow i'm back like it just it really just depends on who the person is but the fact that the teachers and faculty they are there to talk to and teach the students don't hesitate if you want to talk to them don't because it can bless you exceedingly it really can
1: And I think having that realization will give teenagers a lot of confidence, too, talking about their feelings and talking about what they're feeling and what their thoughts are. And I think as teenagers, we experience so much, we learn so much, and we learn so much about ourselves and are exposed to so many new things that talking about what we feel and talking about what we want to do and what we want to be, especially as we're figuring it out, can give us so much confidence.
3: I agree with that. Um, I think um, you guys as teenagers and friends, sometimes you hear and see things that we don't see as adults. And I think if you ever have a concern about one of your friends of something that maybe they've posted or something they've said to you, that you need to be okay to approach them or reach out to their parents or reach out to an adult in the school so that if they need help but they just don't quite know how about to go about getting that help, that maybe they'll get the help that they need. So just keep an eye on your friends. If we can all keep an eye on each other and if there's something that just seems off or something that concerns you, then then reach out and maybe let an adult know so that parents can get involved and we can work together with the resources we have.
1: And I do think that there is power in unity. And I think having a parental or a guardian or someone who has been through this experience before help us would definitely help us navigate.
2: Also, quick side note, my school, our theme this year was all in. That was our theme. And I really do believe That this year, we were all in this together, not High School (laughs) (laughs) Musical-wise.
1: We love High School Musical. (laughs) But
2: we really were, like, we were all in COVID. We all had to do it together. Point being, with all in together, it shows unity, like you said. And the best thing about unity is that you really, like, take time and you actually get to know the people better and you end up being, like, you actually care deeply about this person instead of having their own groups of people. You were all... United is one. You're all in this together.
1: I agree. There is power in unity, and we are all coming back this next year even stronger than we've ever been. This episode was brought to you by Central Bank. Okay, guys, this is so cool. So they just introduced a new teen saving program called the Youth Smart Savings Account. It's only $1 minimum to open, and they match opening deposit up to $20 per child. Central Bank pays $1 for every A up to $32 per school year for every grade, 7 to 12. Not only does it encourage the youth of Utah to save, but it rewards teens for doing well in school. So, this upcoming year, go check out Central Bank. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back.
0: Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome on back to the KSL Teen Talk Show. I'm your host, Jocelyn Osmond, and I'm here with Andy Beeson and the amazing Rhonda Bronley. Last segment, we touched a little bit on appreciating next year, but this segment we will still be talking about what we're looking forward to. I think school is education and... There's science and there's math, but I think there's also things we missed out on last year. Extracurricular activities, school dances, basketball games. Andy, this year is going to be so different compared to last year, and I think for the first time, every teen is genuinely looking forward to going back to school. What are some things you're excited about this year that's going to be different from last year?
2: Like I brought up last segment, uh, with because I'm, I'm on SUCO senior year as well, I'm so excited to see what ideas and what things we can actually plan and do this year and put to action. I'm also excited for like the events like dances. Uh, and I'm very excited for uh, sporting events like football games, basketball games, all those kind of games having a full student section back. That's a huge thing as well, because I, in my personal opinion, when you have like a whole student section full of people, you on, you honestly feel unified with everyone there. And it's a very amazing feeling. It just, you feel I don't want to say alive, but, like, you kind of do, though. That's the thing. And I'm just very excited to what next year has to offer us because I believe that every, at least for the seniors this year, they're going to live every moment they can before they graduate because this is actually our first full year of high school that we're going to have, the full year.
3: That's crazy. So I I just want you two to know and all the other students that might be listening out there, parents, grandparents, That all summer long, the adults that work in your school, as well as district leaders from all over the state, are working hard to prepare for next fall. They know things are going to be different. We're we're not going to go back to the way it used to be. It can't be. We've gone through a pandemic. And they are working hard to prepare Things So that when you get back to school, you'll feel connected and you'll feel safe and you'll feel confident. You know, Andy, you brought up some fun things. And I think it's it's up to you guys as students. Like, what about the students that don't go to those basketball games? How can they still feel connected or how can you get them to come? They want to, they want to feel safe. And if they think, well, I don't have anyone to go with and who will I even stand by and things that I think as students, you guys can be proactive and looking around at people in your class and thinking, Hey, I never see those two, you know, in any activities. Let's, what do we need to do to get them there? And you're in a great position to do that, Andy. I love that you're on the student council because student leaders are so important and are going to be so important next year when it comes to that.
1: Right. Bringing back that social aspect, especially after the super long year. I think more than ever, us teens need to step up and stand out and not be afraid to go and reach out to someone. We all know that we've been through super hard things this year, and I think we need to have a better understanding and a better appreciation and a better way of looking at our peers this next year. Rhonda, what are some things administrators and teachers are looking forward to this
3: upcoming school year? I think a lot of things are similar. Like I said before, We've never lived through a pandemic either, so just being able to have class with without masks on, live face to face. You know, there are going to be some people that might still be online, but I think most students will be back face to face. I think teachers are so excited about doing that. Administrators are excited about extracurricular, getting students involved in clubs. Again, the adults in the school know how important it is for you guys to feel connected. Sometimes that's going to be through a club. Sometimes that's. Gonna to be through your math class sometimes that'll be through the ballroom dance team whatever and so providing as many opportunities as possible for students to connect to their school
1: right and I love that you're saying connect because I think once the masks are gone I think teachers will be able to connect with their students a little bit more and be able to be more personal with them and understand them and have these conversations with them if they're having a hard time right we talked about being a safe space and this will be a better opportunity for them
2: I just my mind is kind of blown to think that it's been a basically a year and a half since COVID like shut down schools, and it's amazing to me to think that we tried our best. Like what Rhonda said, like the district was working so hard to make everything balanced. And I think that we're we're not completely back to normal, like you said, but we're at the brink point. I would say, and. It's amazing to think that we've worked so hard to finally come to a spot and it's been a heck of a ride to get here but we finally made it to a spot where we're like okay I think we all went through an experience where we can be like you know what we've been through we all went through the same like we've all been through the same thing together and I think that unification now meet with others at school it sure they'd be like oh I don't know if I want to talk to this person but I guarantee you there's going to be more people reaching out to others compared to any other school year we've ever had.
1: I agree 100%. There's definitely going to be more unifying than there ever has been. And I like that you're saying this because we literally survived something that if you told me this a year ago, I'd be like, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Please don't talk to me. (laughs) But we did it. And I think all of Utah and people all around the world deserve a little pat on the back because we really did have so much resilience this past year. Speaking of things that I'm super excited about this upcoming year, this episode would not be possible without Provo Beach. They are sponsoring us this week, and they are giving away four $25 gift cards. To enter this giveaway, just search for KSL Teen Talk on Instagram and post it on your story, and we will be looking at all of those who entered and we'll decide who we believe should get those gift cards. If you have any questions or any things that you think would be amazing for next segment, please DM us on Instagram, and we will be looking at those as well. We are so grateful to have you on our KSL Teen Talk show, Andy and Rhonda. Thank you for coming. Thank you You're welcome. so much. It was great being here. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We'll be back on KSL Teen Talk next week.